Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, living color. Yeah! Sitting here, left. We want to talk right down to us in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Indie Wrestling Show. Today is August 28, 2019. Uh, for those of y'all first-time listeners, I am Chris Castillo, uh, host of the Indie Wrestling Show and Coastal Bend Wrestling uh, Promoter CEO. And this time I want to welcome everybody to, uh, well, our co-host, the great Uncle Leroy Jr. Welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, appreciate it, appreciate it. Uh, you know, glad to be back on this uh, Wednesday and uh, getting ready for this indie wrestling show with Chris Costello. Thanks. Uh, let's get it started. Yes, sir. I'm ready to go. Been a busy week. Uh, Want to first off start with saying uh, thanks to uh, Sports Talk with Friends, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, and all the fans of the indie wrestling show, especially uh, the group on Sports Talk with Friends. And also, Uncle Leroy Jr., I wonder if you could tell the people, uh, maybe there's new people listening, to how they could get involved with Sports Talk with Friends. Oh, man, we continuously growing. Uh, so, I mean, if you haven't uh, really found us on any of the social media platforms, you haven't been looking for us because we're on Twitter, Sports Talk with Friends. Well, actually, our handle is STWF Live, Sports Talk, Sports Talk with Friends Live. We're actually... Um, just getting started with that platform. We're getting ready to get our IG Instagram page. We're going to be doing that just in time for our draft this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, Super Sunday, like we say in uh, New yeah. Orleans, but mm-hmm. it's Super Sunday, um, uh, September 1st on this Sunday. So we're on Facebook. Look at us up, Sports Talk with Friends. Thank you. That is an outstanding uh job there, Uncle Leroy Jr., doing a lot of good uh, for people and in the community, for those of y'all didn't know. Uh, also, at this time, I want to get some get well soons to Angela Blue, former guest of the show, uh, Bryce and Scott, and everyone who might be going through a difficult time. Uh, that probably brings me up to my next uh, subject. I've been seeing all over Facebook, social media, along with everyone talking about the Popeye's chicken, which is better than Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm going to go with Popeye's Chicken on that one. I don't know about you, Uncle Leroy Jr. But um, 
there's been a lot of talk about what is what is the correct title to call pro wrestling. Is it a sport? Is it art? Is it sports entertainment? I've heard someone say that uh, wrestling is called the art of wrestling, but you know, um, I'm going to stick with it. It's just called pro wrestling. That's what it was called when I was growing up, and I think that's a good title for that show, for that. I also want to talk about, I have posted, if anyone wanted me to talk about their shows, there's two of them. One is on September 7th, uh, Texas Wrestling Entertainment, with upcoming guest Rudy Boy Gonzalez, who will be here next week. Uh, he's going to have a back-to-school bash on September 7th in San Antonio, Texas, featuring also former guest Micah Madrid. And then also uh, BOW Wrestling on the 14th, uh, which is called Night of the Hybrids in San Antonio, which will be featuring, well, tonight's guest, uh, Ricky Reyes from Lucha Underground. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with tonight's guest. I don't follow rules, and they don't like that. I was skipping school to get my sack right. My girl hit me and asked my own text back. My dog got out of prison and went right back. These brand new don't step on my belligerence. I'ma hit that if she let me. They don't like how I talk back. Put it out my wrist, a puddle dripping. 42, I'm steady sipping. Yeah, I'm on and I'm off that. These brand new don't step on my belligerence. I'ma hit that if she let me. They don't like how I talk that. Put it out my wrist, a puddle dripping. 42, I'm steady sipping. I'm on and I'm off there. Yeah, yeah. I don't follow rules and they don't like that. Hit the club with wife, he brought a dime back. Yeah, hit the three twice and ran it right back. I'm only here tonight, cause in the morning got a flight back. Talking it, but you ain't living like that. The porch cost a hundred, this is twice that. Flooded on my diamonds, pulling spring. Back in Oakland, I'm a king. I know I'm Aussie, it's a ting. Yeah, right, detailed, it's not a speck of dust on it. I'ma get the bag, you can put some trust on it. Everything is new, so it's never rust on it. And her booty's so big, you can park a bus on it. These brand new don't step on my balances. I'ma hit that if she let me. They don't like how I talk that. All right, we're back from our first uh, break. I want to welcome everyone back to the show. Uh, been a great show so far. Tonight is a very special night for us because tonight we have from Pennsylvania, he's a former Ring of Honor tag team champion, also wrestles for Lucha Underground on El Rey Network. You can also catch that on Tubi, the app, streaming free. And he's also trained at the world-famous Monster Factory and... Texas Wrestling Academy. So tonight we at the New Wrestling Show welcome the great Ricky Reyes to the show. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's we know you, we're working hard and you got a busy schedule with uh, literally wrestling coast to coast. I see you in New York. You can wrestle in Cal- well, Los Angeles for the Lucha Underground Network and then also in Texas, you even got a, I believe it's a um, wrestling seminar coming up with Texas Wrestling uh, Academy coming up pretty soon. Can you tell the viewers or maybe prospective students who want to attend that uh, academy when that's coming up? Well, um, uh, Rudy Boy is uh, sponsoring four four wrestlers to come to the uh, to the clinic to the seminar for free. Um, I guess oh, you just contact him and then send in some videos and stuff, and he's going to pick uh, four, four 
people that the Texas Wrestling Academy will sponsor uh, for free spots. But it's $25 for any uh, wrestlers that are interested in coming in. Uh, it, it'll be from 4 to 6, so it's a two-hour seminar. Um, yeah, and it'll be uh, actually at the uh, Branded Outlaw show uh, September 14th. Wow, and that's $25. That's a very small investment to uh, to see what it's like to be like what you said. I mean, I've seen you on social media say what it is to be a pro wrestler, and you actually are living full-time pro wrestler. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, I understand that. You're always traveling and working out and sure family and everything, so you got a busy schedule. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's tough at times, you know, but I mean, like, it's not really work when you love it, you know, so it's, uh, that was always my goal to be a, a professional wrestler, you know, making a living. Um, and nowadays with the way the independent scene is so popular, you know, it's, uh, it's not necessarily easy. Well, it's a little bit easier because there's so much more, uh, there's a lot you know, the independents are a lot stronger, I guess I should say, nowadays. Like, when I first started, the independents were real weak, and, you know, WWE considered it to be a bad thing to be a quote-unquote indie guy, you know. So, I mean, like, now it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, if you love it and you're, and this is what you always wanted to do, it's, it's very, very possible, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of opportunity, like I've seen doing research, uh, well, I'll do research on everyone that comes on, but, I uh, saw that you've had matches with uh, everyone who's anybody, like Daniel Bryan, uh, former mm-hmm. WWE champion, and also Samoa Joe. I mean, you've been in there with Pentagon Jr., everybody. I mean, so the way I look mm-hmm. is, I mean, you're right there with all mm-hmm. those guys, and it's uh, that's a really awesome thing. Before I get started with the interview, Uncle Ray Jr., do you have any uh, questions for Ricky Reyes tonight? Oh no, I'm just. I've heard his name before mentioned on the show, just as uh, Rudy Boy Gonzalez is. Uh, you know, he's been on our show. His name been very popular. So I'm just ready to get on and you know, see what uh, you know, see what his career, you know, what he has on his career, what career highlights he has. Oh, I want to hear his story. He's got, he's got many. And also, for those who might not know, he's also formerly known as Christian Castro, correct? Cortez or, Castro. Or oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know where I got the word Christian. I'm sorry about that. Cortez Castro. Sorry about that. Uh, Well, you were trained. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I've been calling all kinds of things before, too. It could have been worse. But uh, you're trained in all sorts of, of course, pro wrestling, but trained in Lucha Libre. I've seen it in Japanese strong style. Uh, What are some Mm -hmm. major differences between those two styles? Uh, You you know, they're, they're extremely different. Um, I was, I mean, when I first started in 1998 training in Southern California, it was mostly a uh, Lucha Libre based, uh, you know, style of training because uh, Southern California is so influenced by uh, Lucha style, you know, with uh, with uh, the Tijuana Auditorium being like two hours from where I started, you know, so a lot of like famous luchadors would come in and, and uh, you know, and train at our school and stuff and you know, it was just kind of the the style of wrestling. Uh, Lucha Libre was just, you know, how I started, a little bit faster pace, uh, you know, a little more acrobatic style of wrestling. But a couple years went on, and I started traveling around, like, California, Arizona and stuff, and I eventually was invited to New Japan Dojo in Santa Monica, the, the, the original one that they opened up in 2002. Um 
and I, I had an amateur wrestling background, so I uh, kind of fit the, and I enjoy Japanese wrestling so much, I kind of try to emulate it uh, with my style. So I started training with Mr. Antonio Inoki, was the actual, uh, it was actually his dojo that New Japan funded, and all the New Japan wrestlers like Shinsuke Nakamura and, and uh, uh, Kakihara, Minoru Tanaka, Jushin Liger, Masachono, they would all come down and work out with us and, and uh, you know, spend weeks and months uh, just training there and stuff, like uh, kind of learning excursions. Well, they, they came down a bunch of times, and then uh, that's where I met uh, Daniel Bryan. He moved down from, like, uh, I believe it was, he was living in Washington, I, I think Washington State. So he had already did the training with Rudy Boy and uh, moved back to Washington and, and ended up moving into the dojo with us, with me and Rocky and TJP. And uh, we all lived together for a couple of years. And then we started going to New Japan. We, we got, we got, uh, we did, we did like three different tryouts. We did one for Chono, one for Liger, and then the head booker, Mr. Uai, came in. And uh, that's when we got our contracts with New Japan and started New Japan in 2002, of October. So uh, I got wrestled in the Tokyo Dome and, you know, Cork and Hall and toured with New Japan, wrestled Scott Norton, Yuji Nagata, Jushin Liger, uh, Tiger Mask, everybody. So, it, um, I did a lot of international stuff before I ever got to Ring of Honor, which was in 2004. And it's funny because a lot of people just kind of, I guess they just, that's when the internet, I guess, got a little more popular or, or you know, whatever. But it, a lot of people seem to feel like I got my big break with Ring of Honor. But in reality, New Japan was my first home uh, in 2002. And they even sent me to CMLL Mexico City in 2003 and then i started with ring of honor in 2004 so uh, it's just like a steady climb for for me uh very early on but uh the the difference between the styles is like night and day really it's uh the storytelling is very different uh for for each style of wrestling uh traditionally at least like i was traditionally brought up in a lucha libre style then I started, I lived in the dojo, so I was brought up, you know, traditional Japanese style, which is a lot slower and hard-hitting pace of, of wrestling. So you condition your body differently for that style of wrestling, basically just taking uh, <laughs> hours and hours of abuse constantly to where a 30-minute, you know, stiff wrestling match is almost nothing to you. So you kind of build a, cal a callus to uh to, to getting hit and you, you know your threshold for pain is much higher but then i went to mexico city and started training with negro casas and ultimo guerrero and vampiro and all those guys and uh, ricky marvin and uh in arena so and then that 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 style of wrestling was uh maybe not not as not as uh constantly hard-hitting there was hard-hitting spots but it was a faster pace, more acrobatic style, which I was already kind of used to. But uh, I, I, I literally went from training nonstop in the dojo for like a good two years to now I'm in Arena Mexico and I have to keep up with all the, the best luchadors in the world, which is, has always been CMLL's uh, uh, go-to. Like they, they've, they've always had the best pure luchadors, uh, which is works works in CMLL. So like 
the, the pace was faster and um, I had to learn to change gears quickly because, um, you know, we were kind of thrown right into like a semi main event spot. So because New Japan sent us to CMLL. So, so uh, that was our learn. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of like a lot of pressure kind of coming into a, a, a top spot. Back then it was a lot, you know, in 2003, it was still uh, kind of an old school way of getting paid was the higher on the card you were, right? The more money you make. So that was still very true, true. Even then in 2003, like if we went on house shows and we were semi-main, which was usually where we were, uh, you know, we were getting paid a lot more money. So uh, you always expect, you know, uh, myself at least being a perfectionist and, uh, very ego-driven. I always wanted to be the best. So I wanted to prove that I earned that spot and that we just didn't get it because, you know, we were like New Japan guys. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I went to Arena Mexico every day and trained with Negro Casas. I, uh, you know, just rode with him to long trips and he even invited us to his house for dinner a few times. And, you know, I just, uh, I just engulfed myself within the culture and, and the style of wrestling there to where, you know, it was second nature for me. So I, I caught on really quickly because Lucha was something I was already at least comfortable with. It wasn't completely foreign to me, you know. It just was, like, a little bit rough at, at first, kind of, like, uh, changing gears so rapidly. And then in Mexico City, the altitude is much higher there. So it's, like, it was took, like, a few days to get my wind up. So uh, I would go, like, run in the, in the arena, run the bleachers and stuff to try to get my wind up because the air is real thin there. So like um, so a, your wind gets you know yeah so it's physically physically it took like a good week or, or so of a full schedule for before I got comfortable with it where you know it wasn't such a like I wasn't such a nervous wreck you know because I wanted to be perfect yeah. at everything and not only along but, with uh, your training the culture also mm-hmm. you had to learn I mean get acclimated to the two different cultures I mean here in the US then you go to Japan mm-hmm. where I lived there for a while mm-hmm. to culture shock and then going to Mexico mm-hmm. and then learning the wrestling so it's a lot and uh, you did yeah. uh, really good which brings me to my next question growing up well who were some of the wrestlers you looked up to like when you're growing up as a kid well I mean uh, when I was young and I, I I made up my mind when I was four that I was going to be a pro wrestler uh, when I saw Hulk Hogan beat Iron Sheik for the WWF title. Um, I remember, like, the day, I remember, like, it's yesterday, like, me and my dad, me and my brother sitting there on the floor watching TV, and my dad was on the couch, and we were watching, I think it was on NBC or something, and uh, they had, like, a clip of Hulk Hogan beating the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden, and uh, it was just, like, I don't know. I just fell in love with it. Like, uh, I don't remember watching wrestling prior to that, but I remember that moment watching it. And I remember telling my dad, like, I'm going to be a wrestler when I grow up, you know? And he was like, Oh, shut up and sit down. I can't see, you know? And, uh, I just remember sitting there thinking in my head, like even as a, as a four-year-old, I thought I'm going to be a pro wrestler when I grow up. And I just kind of made up my mind. Like that was it. Like I never, I never wanted to do anything else. I, I watched other sports, you know, growing up, um, you know, playing basketball and stuff like that. But I just always was like the weird wrestling kid at school that had like the wrestling magazines in my books. And, you know, um, uh, so I initially, you know, it's like Hulk Hogan, you want to say. But ultimately, I ended up watching a lot of like uh, NWA as as a little kid. 
because that was on channel TBS, so we would be able to watch that uh, on, you know, like Saturdays and stuff Candy like that. Morning, and yeah, and I would, I would, I found it to be uh, just more believable. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of the cartoon-like characters on WWF. Uh, yeah. You know, it was just different because the commentators would put over the NWA wrestlers as quote-unquote real wrestlers. Like, you know, like I always remember Jim Ross saying, we're not posing the tans, you know, here. We're wrestling, you know. And I always remembered that as a kid. And uh, a story I always, always explain to people is like, I remember when the Brain Busters came to the WWF and I was a big demolition mark at the time and all my friends were demolition marks. But when the Brain Busters came, my friends were like making fun of them because they were like, kind of fat you know and like they didn't know who they were so they just they just thought that they were they were like quote-unquote sucky guys you know they were like oh those, these sucky guys will never beat demolition and i'm like <laughs> you don't understand these are the horsemen like they're, they're the best they're like technical. and uh yeah, yeah they, they were real wrestlers in my mind so uh with that like i you know and then they came in and they, and they beat you know they ended up eventually winning the belts with bobby heenan as their manager and stuff and i just thought See, I told you, like, I, I told you, you know, like, um, these are real wrestlers, you know, and I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with the the sport of professional wrestling, the sport end of it, you know, like what, what was done in the ring. I was a little bit, I guess, smart enough to realize, like, uh, the glitz and glamour doesn't mean much because I knew that Ultimate Warrior wasn't a good wrestler. Like, although he was, like, cool to look at and see. I knew once he got in the ring, like, even as a young kid, like, he's not very good at the wrestling stuff because he didn't do any yeah, wrestling moves, right? He just kind of yeah. shoulder tackled, bad clotheslines, and he was too much of a character for me. So, uh, ultimately, I always kind of watched, like, the Horsemen, obviously, uh, like, like Barry Windham, I was a big fan, uh, Rick Rude, you know, Steve Austin, uh, you know, Stunning Steve, uh, William Regal, like, yeah, I was just a big fan of the, of the classic, like, wrestler wrestlers that got on the mat, you know, and, and, and wrestled. So those, those were those were the yeah, I, favorite Yeah, I remember wrestlers. all those guys. And speaking of wrestlers, I saw you wrestle here at a Gulf Coast Wrestling Alliance in Corpus Christi, Texas, my hometown. Uh, I believe it was against mm-hmm. Masada. It was a really good uh, match. He's more of, like, I guess the hardcore style, and you had, like, the lucha and the strong style. I guess you have, like, so many different uh, – styles you can go to and also a uh, good friend of mine and the show from 2g promotions uh, uh mr Guerra out there in victoria i believe you're their 2g champion i uh, yeah. believe yes yes i was right yeah. on that one i got the name wrong but i remember the championship but um yeah. that well let's see we got another five minutes so uh i was going to ask before i run out of time how can promoters or fans contact you for bookings or for to get some merch or anything uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter um, at Ricky Reyes one uh, Facebook. You can search Ricky Reyes or Cortez Castro. Instagram is the same. Uh, you know, I, I advertise every week my my events coming up, my schedules and stuff like that. So that that's the easiest way. And also, you have a YouTube uh, channel. I subscribed this week, just to let you know. I did hit that subscribe oh. button. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you have yeah. any messages uh, for your fans before we let you go tonight? Well, I do want to say that right now, uh, the plan for me is by 
May or June of next year, I plan to move to San Antonio, Texas. Um, wow. Wrestling. Yeah, wrestling in Texas. That's like, huge. Was always, it was always a big a goal of mine was to wrestle in Texas because I, I watched like Devon Eriks and WCCW and all that stuff. But uh, I remember when I, I first came to Dallas for NAWA a couple years back, I just really fell in love with, with everything about Texas. And then I started coming back pretty, pretty frequently. And, uh, right now my, my plan is, uh, uh, you know, to, to move once my lease is up my house here, uh, by May, uh, we're, wow. we're going to look to move there. Yeah. To in San Antonio actually. So I'm pretty excited. My wife's really wants to do it. And, uh, I just, I love Texas. Like, I don't know. It's just, there's just a connection with me in Texas. I don't know why the fans, the wrestlers, everything. Like, I just love it there. So, like, I just, I just decided we're yeah, just going to move. Of course, it'll be easier on you. It's, you won't have to be flying across country and all that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you'll have plenty of yeah. work here. I mean, there's, I mean, I know you have a lot of fans here. And San Antonio just got better. Uh, it's just uh, a lot of people keep moving over there. They got everything cool. That 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 place in Dallas, uh, when I retire ever, uh, that's where I want to go. Uh, but Mr. Ray, well, before we let you go, uh, Uncle Leroy Jr., any uh, parting words for our guest tonight? No, man, just keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, Ricky Reyes. You know, it sounds like you got uh, a very vast knowledge of true wrestling, you know, so definitely uh, you have a passion. So keep that up, man. You got a good story, and uh, can't wait to get you out here in uh, in Texas. All right, cool. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mr. Reyes, for your time. We do appreciate it, and uh I'm glad you're going to be coming to the San Antonio, Texas. And with that, everybody, uh, we're going to come to the end of the show. For me and Uncle Leroy Jr., this is Chris Castillo with Indie Wrestling Show, saying we will see you next week with Rudy Boy Gonzalez, all of our guests on the Indie Wrestling Show. You got the funny Geneva watch with the Ferrari kit. Take that monkey off. You embarrassing us. I got the red permit to see thick orange and yellow stuff. Hyper cold down on the hands free phone. The 84 chrome on them blades, 20 inch chrome. If you got 16, you can get a visitor. I'm choking on that dough, just sweet and sipping on that dessert. Some boys scared to flown it, some boys they want it, want it. Some boys they join it, join it, but I be messed up a bonnet. Roll with the mafia six, and we ain't about that bullet. If we gon' get how we gon'